I'm reading John chapter 17, starting at verse number 6. Listen to what Jesus prayed. He said, I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me, and they have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave me, and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you, and they believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, for they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine. And glory has come to me through them. I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world. And I am coming to you, Holy Father. Protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe. By that name you gave me, none has been lost except the one doomed to destruction so that the scriptures will be fulfilled. I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I'm still in the world so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your word and the world has hated them for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them, I sanctify myself that they too may be truly sanctified. Do you know he's saying for us to be set apart? And listen to this. He said, my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one father, just as you and I are one, you and me and I am in you. May they also be in us. So that the world may believe that you have sent me, I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I am them, you and me, so that they may be brought to the complete unity, then the world will know that you sent me, and I have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am, to see my glory, the glory you had given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. Do you hear how Jesus is praying for our unity? He was praying for the future church. That's us right now. 
He prayed that we would unify as his disciples had unified. And even when they split under the pressure, he said to Peter, after you are converted, strengthen your brothers. Prayer is to strengthen our brothers and our sisters, to strengthen us as a community. We do not have to fold under pressure and we don't have to try to convince the world to love God. See, if the world, when you preach the message of Jesus Christ and they can't see it, then that meant that they weren't supposed to see it. Judas was with Jesus. You can't get no better than that. He still betrayed him. He still wanted the world. He still sold them out for money. And he ended up hanging himself and going to destruction. So we can't make people get this. Our job is not to make nobody. Our job is not to pressure anybody. It's not even to try to convince them. If they hear this word, you may not see it right away. But if, if they are of God from the beginning of time, they belong to God like these disciples. Eventually, they will get it. If they don't get it, they were not meant to get it. But they need to see us unified. They need to see us as one because we are divided by denominations and belief systems and doctrines and egos and tripping. And who's my pastor and which church I go to? I'm not doing this for me. I'm not leading this prayer. I want to make this clear. This is a vision that God has given me for us to unify so we can do it seven minutes at a time. Do you know in the days when Jesus prayed this, that the temple was open 24-7? The temple never closed in Jerusalem. It was considered headquarters. Do you know that they prayed at 6 a.m.? Look, together, congregations. People came together. They knew they could come to the temple. They're going to find people praying at 6 a.m., 9 a.m., 12 noon, 3 in the afternoon, and 6 p.m. Now, you can pray as much as you want. That's what we, we're not. Please understand. It's not we saying that all you pray is seven minutes. That's ridiculous. That's not what we're doing here. What we're doing is seven is God's number. It's God's number of completion. Even when Jesus was on the cross, he had seven last words. I'll get into that later. But my point is for seven minutes, we're saying, God, I'm offering myself as a sacrifice. I had brothers and sisters around this world that are praying at the same time that I'm praying for seven minutes. They're not on their phone. They're not being divided. They are not multitasking, but they are dedicating this seven minutes to drive out the darkness in our lives. We need God. The world need to see him so they can make a decision whether or not they want the light or whether or not they want to stay in the darkness. Seven minutes with God is the prayer challenge.